Blake Mass started his steel design company when he got out of the National Guard. Coming up next, I'm Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal. Navy Federal has a mission to put your members first by making their financial goals a priority. You can receive a lifetime of membership benefits to help you and your family accomplish your life missions. It's open to active duty military, the DOD, veterans, and their family members. Navy Federal is proud to serve over 8 million members, including over 1 million veterans and their families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash Veteran Move for more information. Blake Mask with Riverside Designs and uh, Army National Guard. I understand you just got out recently. Congratulations, or I'm sorry to hear that either way. But before we get to talk about business and entrepreneurship, tell us what you did in the Army Guard. Yeah, I, uh, I joined whenever I was 25 years old, so I was a little bit older than most. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was just kind of in a position in life where I didn't, didn't have a lot that was motivating me or pushing me. And, uh, I kind of grew up an athlete. So I really wanted to have something that I could strive for and cutting grass and doing asphalt and stuff like that just wasn't doing it for me. So I, uh, I went and joined the guard and, and for the first time in my life, I actually made good on a test and that was the ASFAB. So mm-hmm. I, I actually got to pick any MOS I wanted. So I, I chose EOD. Obviously most of you that are listening, explosive ordnance disposal and uh so i went to basic training at fort leonard wood and uh had all the drill sergeants just smoking the piss out of me all the time because oh mr national guard guy going eod (laughs) and you know i'm like i'm about six one hundred sixty five hundred seventy pounds i mean i'm not a huge guy by any means but i'm an athlete so I, i endured a lot um, head up to fort lee and go to go to my first phase of bomb school and make it to about six weeks and then I, uh, I double tap a test and I get rolled back. So I had to start back at the beginning. Um, so I go back and start at the beginning and I get all the way through another nine or 10 weeks and I double tap again. So at this point I'm, I failed EOD school and I, uh, got transitioned into medic. So I went to 68 whiskey school at Fort Sam in San Antonio and spent another four or five months there. So my initial trade doc experience was about 13 months you know, oh, nice. just fun just fun 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 getting yelled at all day <laughs> uh especially especially you know, as a 25 year old i'm looking at my platoon sergeants that are the same age as me and, yeah you know but uh but it, it is what it is and i come back and i get attached with the infantry unit um as a medic and uh end up staying with the infantry unit for about three years and go on, you know, the annual trainings and the weekend duties that we have and worked a lot of weather storms and and stuff like that here in Alabama, whether it be ice storms or tornadoes and stuff of that nature. And then I, uh, I transitioned to a instructor role where I was instructing kids that just now come into the guard. It's called the RSP unit. And we just help kids that are anywhere from 17 years old all the way to 30 who are just now joining the guard. And I did that up until uh, actually August 27th last month was my final uh, ETS date. So I turned all my gear in and just recently got out. And it, it's something, you know, that really, really changed my life and it, and it at a spot where I needed it. And it did a lot of good for me. 
but you know, uh, doing another 13 years till retirement seemed a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. Always, it always does. Well, Hey, so I understand you've always had some kind of entrepreneurial spirit inside of you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you know, I don't know if it's one of those things of <laughs> sometimes more, maybe of rebellion, uh, spirit that I just wanted to do things that people thought I couldn't, or I wanted to do things that mm-hmm. other people wouldn't do. And, you know, of that nature. And, and I never got in trouble as a, as a kid in high school, you know, nothing more than any other kids. So I wasn't rebellion on that nature, but I always wanted to do things that was kind of just against the grain. And I think it started at an early age. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I started selling rocks <laughs> out of my parents' driveway whenever I was, you know, four or five years old. We had a long driveway and it was just full of all kind of different rocks. And it was in a small town, so people would come by and see little Blake out in the yard, and they'd stop by, and I'd sell them a rock for a quarter, or a real good-looking rock for two quarters. <laughs> and so, you know, I just kind of got started with just, I have no reason why. It was never, I don't think it was ever an infatuation with money. I think it was maybe just, I'm a, I'm a big people person, and, you know, if you run your own business and do your own thing, you've got to get out, and you've got to meet a lot of people, and, you know, really sell yourself and sell the company, so... Yeah, it's always been something, and a lot of times it's got me in trouble. I've, you know, tried to do some things that were unattainable at times and tried to do some things that I had to work way, way too hard. You know, I ran a, a Silcoat company for about about nine months, and uh, that, that's Silcoating parking lots, asphalt parking lots. Yeah. And that was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Um, <laughs> that job was just physically exhausting. It was hot, and it was on the weekends. Nobody, I couldn't get anybody to help me consistently because it sucked. And, you know, I've got, I had a lot of money tied into the equipment and stuff like that and just couldn't do it anymore. Just bared down. It's like, man, this, this really sucks. I can't do this forever. And, you know, I've made some good decisions. So it, it goes back and forth, I guess. But yeah, the entrepreneurial spirit has, has been with me. I'm still trying to figure out how to be a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, so we're, uh, we're working on that right now here with Riverside Designs. All right, so tell us what Riverside Designs is and how you came up with that idea. Well, we uh, just like a lot of inventors, I didn't come up with the idea. Um, I found it and got really good at it and then decided to do it on my own. And, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and read a lot of books, man. And I tell you, a lot of the, the commonalities between a lot of them, they talk about, like, you do not have to reinvent the wheel. It, you know, if you're someone out there that you think about starting your own company, you don't have to take something that's brand new. You know, there's there's a lot of different manufacturers of microwaves in Walmart. And, you know, they, they, none of them reinvent the microwave. Right. So, you know, what we did with Riverside is me and one of my other partners, Sam, we have been doing this steel manufacturing for uh, the last several years with other companies. And Sam is an absolute genius on a computer. He gets on our design software and he can design anything and everything that you can imagine. There hasn't been one thing that's came to us yet that, that he hasn't been able to figure out how to make the machine, make our laser, cut it out hmm. into what the customer wants. And uh, so he does a lot of that. And I've pretty much been doing the finishing, the powder coating, and the uh, pretty much the manufacturing of everything for the last couple of years with their company. So me and Sam just pretty much combined our our ideas. And we had a very very similar moral compass i guess you could say we our morals aligned in Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways and our values aligned in a lot of different ways 
And uh, I also brought one of my best friends since I was, we've known each other since we were probably four or five years old. We kind of split up and broke apart in our 20s and went our separate ways and did what we did. And uh, they kind of came back in our 30s and kind of talked it out. And he's our salesman. He's a guy that can go out and he, he can really talk about our product and sell our story. And uh, he runs around and gets our product in front of people. So is it mostly steel cutting and torch welding type work or what exactly? No, it is definitely more on the artistic side. So, you know, what we have in, uh, you can check our website out. It's uh, GoRiversideDesigns.com. And we've got some stuff on there, a lot of stuff on there and also Facebook and Instagram. But uh, our product is pretty much, pretty much art, Joe. We've got, you can get, I'm looking in front of me right now at a barbershop sign. And it's got the barbershop pole. It's got their name cut out. It's red, white, blue, black, three hmm. layers. Um, you know, this guy's going to be able to put this upside out, outside his shop, and it's going to last forever. This powder coat is UV protecting. It's rust proof. And, you know, you pretty much send us a logo, and you're going to get a piece of steel that weighs, you know, anywhere between eight to 500 pounds, depending on how big you get it, that's going to look exactly like your your logo, your corporate sign, whatever and we've done custom stuff as far as house signs, farm signs, and, and all different types of customized stuff. And then we just have a line of products that you can see on our website that is just all different kind of designs. It's very intricate things that a lot of people aren't able to do because they're not using the same type of equipment we are. So it's, it's still art that's really just on a different level than what most people are putting out there right now. Yeah, so... So what have you learned about the steel industry, you know, in the, in the beginning stages of your, of your business? I mean, are you, you shipping the stuff in from wherever or are you be able to buy the stuff locally? Cause you're talking, you know, heavy stuff, you know, the shipping has got to be a, yeah, definitely. We, uh, everything we cut is out of 16 gauge. So it's not the thickest mm-hmm. at all. Um, some of it is very, very lightweight. But luckily, um, over the last couple of years working with other companies, I've gotten, I've gotten to know a lot of the vendors and a lot of the, uh, the salesmen in this, market, or in this industry. So everything from the powder coating to the steel to the, all the equipment that we need, the laser, we had a lot of these connections that we could easily reach back out to. So we were very fortunate in starting our company that we did have a, a baseline. You know, we had two or three years of experience doing this. So our learning curve was a little less on that, but where we were, we were better on that. What we lacked in is the actual marketing side of things. And that's where we've really had to step our game up and learn the hard way on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's not like you got people knocking on your door, wanting you to want you to design things for them. So you do have to push it and sell it quite a bit, right? Oh gosh. Yes. That's probably, and there's only three of us, you know, it's me, Sam, and Andrew. We don't have any other employees. We pay ourselves a very baseline salary just to pay our stinking bills. And we go out weekly and we sell items. We get vendors for wholesale. We come in the next day. We might work 17, 18 hours, stay overnight, finish all those products, and then do the same thing the next day. So it is a constant grind right now. We started in May, so we're in months, I guess going on months five, six, and uh, it's been a dogfight, but we're stubborn, and at the same time, we don't have any quit in us, and I think too many people, not even nowadays, just in general, in the history of small businesses, they get to that six, eight months, almost a year point, and they see how hard they've worked, 
and it's tough for them to see themselves having to continue to work that hard. And they don't know if they can continue to do that for another year, two years, three years. And that's what separates the men from the boys. Absolutely. All right. Hey, hold on a second. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Within a few months when I first joined the Marine Corps, I became a Navy Federal member. That was over 29 years ago, and I still have the same account after 29 years. Navy Federal has a mission to put members first by making their financial goals a priority. You can receive a lifetime of membership benefits to help you and your family accomplish your life missions. A credit card APR average that is 4% lower than the industry's. Member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and perks. Access to over 300 branches and thousands of fee-free ATMs. They also have 24-7 live support through their U.S.-based call center. Navy Federal is open to active duty military, the DOD, veterans, and their family members. Navy Federal is proud to serve over 8 million members, including over 1 million veterans and their families. At Navy Federal Credit Union, their members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org slash VeteranMove for more information. That's NavyFederal.org slash VeteranMove for more info. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. All right, we're back talking with Blake Mass from Riverside Design. So, Blake, how much of what you learned in the National Guard has affected you in your business? Yeah, I think, and you know, National Guard and the military, you know, the United States Army period has, the biggest thing that it is, has taught me and helped me with is the simple things that all of us learn. You know, we've all got core values, you know, the Army values. And, you know, that sense of, work ethic that we had and that we had to put in every single day, you know, that sense of duty, that sense of pride in what we do. We want it to be the best. You know, we were always told leave something better than when you came into it. You know, our discipline factors, our embrace the suck factor, all those things as a business owner, when you're trying to run your own business, those are necessities. And that's what most civilians, they don't have that. You know, they get to that six, eight month point and they, they can't do it anymore. And your background and my background that we have from being in the military, sometimes we and others can look at our pluses and they don't see them as pluses. They see them as kind of arrogance. They see them as, you know, just overbearing and they're always trying to win and they're too competitive. Yes, you are every one of those. And every one of those factors is what makes us and what will make us successful. You just have to channel them and understand that you know, your drive and your work ethic to, to beat the guy next to you, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That might be a bad thing if you're, you know, working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and there's only three of y'all sitting in the office. Like, I guess that could cause some friction. So, you know, that's where I would suggest, you know, looking at some way to start your own business and doing something that, that you love and you're passionate about and use what we were taught. You know, even what we were taught, basic training, just those basic fundamentals people don't have anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I tell people, especially raising four kids all the time, I'm like, you, you can beat eight, you beat eighty percent of the people out there just by showing up on time every day. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, just just showing up on time. And you know, the the refusal to quit, the refusal to not go away, can can mean all the difference. You know, so when you decided to start Riverside Designs, did were there any resources or uh, any, any anywhere you went or tried to go to get some information on how to get started? Oh, definitely, man. That was that was a tough road too. Is just to figure out how to do this because I was broke as a joke. I didn't have I didn't have the money. You know, I don't have trust funds or, or 
rich uncle to to do any of this we were all broke so we had to find someone you know to to help us out and to get things going so you know we did that and upon that you know we really used them and their wisdom to help us on the business side of things but you know we had to we had to have our stuff together we couldn't just walk in somewhere and say hey we have a great idea you know you want to you want to buy some stuff you know so we definitely had to have it planned out and those first couple months was a lot of a lot of failing you know those was, was a big learning curve from coming into it and and doing everything on your own and and wanting to do it the right way too you know there's there's always shortcuts and there's always ways to get around it that you you can have earlier success faster i don't care what you're doing you can undercut people you can badmouth people you can you can do something to have some early success but that's not sustainable so us taking the time to write hand notes to every single person that ordered something from us, uh, answering emails late at night, early in the morning, delivering items all the way to Arkansas. Uh, you know, we're in North Alabama. We drove a piece, you know, seven, eight hours, Arkansas, Gulf Shores, you know, just going above and beyond than what the normal people do. That's what's going to get you to that next level. And, you know, it's, it's not easy though, by, by any stretch of the imagination, it is, it's not easy. It's much much easier to to be the middle ground guy that just does what what he has to do to get by. Yeah. Hey, do you remember your first legit customer, that first legit product, what that was like? <laughs> we'll never forget that one, Joe. It was <laughs> so we just set up our website, and uh, we had this lady that's been following me on social media for a while on Instagram. And she just couldn't wait for us to get stuff set up. She wanted to make a purchase. And I was super excited. Yes, ma'am, you can go ahead and make your purchase. Our website is set up. She goes on, makes a purchase, buys like two or three items. It's like a $90 purchase. We're just ecstatic. <laughs> and she lives She lives in Canada. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it cost me more than the price of the product to ship it to her. But it was the first first sale but as far as in our history our first sale was in the negative because we had to ship it all, all the way across the united states but yeah i mean it was it's one of those things that we've all got all the apps and everything on our phones now all three of us and every time a, an order comes in or someone pays an invoice you know it's just a it's a little rush it's that just little bit of happiness that kind of comes along with that little money time and yeah. you know it just kind of keeps you motivated and keeps you going and, you know, for anybody that's out there that y'all run your own business, you can attest to what I'm about to say. It's thinking hard and you think about quitting, not just every day, but about every 45 minutes some days. And it's by far, you know, the hardest I've had to work, but it's not like the physically hard. I, you know, mentally, I got to sit down on the computer and set up stuff that's, you know, on our social media platforms or on our other sales channels and then meeting people face to face we on weekends we go to shows i don't care if it's a local craft show or it's a big show in nashville tennessee that we go to we go to a show every single weekend and some days we lose our butts we don't make money but we shake hands we meet people and we tell people about riverside designs so we don't let up and you know hopefully hopefully we don't have to do it forever but if we do then we're just gonna keep going yeah, you know, you you talk about y'all have the apps on your phones and stuff, and uh, um, I got a buddy that uh, on his website he's got it set up on his phone so that every time he makes a sale, his phone makes the sound of the cash registers like ka-ching. Yes, that is the exact sound I have. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that is the exact one. Yeah, it's hilarious. 
sometimes I can feel it coming and I'll do a simultaneous fist pump at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, small Especially victories, at the right? beginning, man. You, you count that. That was a $26 one last night. And I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have a bunch of standard stuff on the website already or, or either maybe even some of them that are pre-made and ready to, ready to ship right away. And then you do a lot of custom oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. We've got a, our website, like I mentioned earlier, is GoRiversideDesigns.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a good – that's our baseline. Um, we've got more products that we don't put on there. Uh, we actually have some – some competitors that have uh fancying stealing our designs as of late so we haven't released a whole lot of our designs on our website but we release them on etsy and stuff like that some of our different platforms yeah. um, and then also on, on social media but yeah we've got we've got items that are all the way down to i mean 15 dollars, man i mean we our prices are better than anybody else on the market for your flat powder coated steel and then on top of that, we offer multi layers, multi colors, multi dimensions, lights. You know, we offer stuff that very few other people are offering in this industry right now at the price that we're doing it at. You know, this this steel art industry is something that is is starting to boom, but it's booming on a basis of people are making very simple designs. They're not special. You know, everybody has faith, hope, blessed, and a tree. Everybody has that. Every single one of my competitors has one of those items, and yeah. that's what they market on Facebook all day long. We don't do that. We have – I've just got – I'm in our little room right now where we just keep some of our product. I've got a four-foot octopus. We've got a a school of fish that is swimming. There's probably 60 fish in that cutout. We've got a, a deer head that's got a skull that's got a big outline of it. I've got a saw blade that's got a big tractor. You know, we just got stuff that is much more intricate and hard to design. So therefore, Sam, being as good as he is, he, we, I take advantage of how good he is. And we do some very, very cool work. And then on our powder coat side, we can do any color under the rainbow. We offer, most people offer two or three colors. I'll do it. Like I told you earlier, I got a sign that, you know, I did for our, our friend Dwayne Perro. Give him a little shout out. And yeah. We, it's got... It's got five colors, two layers, took me, you know, three and a half hours to do it. So we love doing the simple stuff at a very affordable price. That way people can get that stuff all day long. And then we do stuff that is, you know, five foot, six foot, eight foot, 10 foot. Uh, We did a five foot flag for a gentleman the other day, you know, so we, we do the stuff nobody else is willing to do. And our work is pretty stinking good if I, if I have to say so myself. Awesome. That's good to hear. Do you know what percentage of sales or or revenue volume it comes from the pre-made standard stuff versus the customized stuff? Yeah, it's it's more based on a volume at that point. Uh-huh. Um, to really for us to be successful on the smaller items that we sell for fifteen, twenty, thirty bucks like that, it would really have to be a heavy volume for us to make money off that. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretty much put those products out there just because. We like the designs. We love the artwork. And, you know, we kind of have some different niches that we try to hit. But, no, that stuff doesn't pay the bills. The uh, Us going out and us getting um, wholesale customers, us getting custom design customers, whether it be a, a local tattoo shop or, you know, a government contract place on Lockyer on a Redstone Arsenal here in Huntsville that wanted a big, big flag. So we go out and we shop those, and that's – that's how we really have to make our money is going out and putting it out there. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, I guess I would say that e-commerce platforms are very watered down because there's a lot of them. 
And mm-hmm. especially whenever you're a brand new company, no one knows to Google you. <laughs> so if people don't know who you are and they don't put it in Google, you, you will not get found. So, you know, there's just a lot of things that you can go around that. There's so many different selling platforms that, you know, you just give them a small percentage and they help you out. So there's a lot of different ways that you have to do it. And, you know, e-commerce is, is a very hot thing right now as far as everybody wants to sell their stuff on the, the Internet. But it's actually it's actually harder the better your product is, in my opinion. You know, if you have something that's real basic, if you have an iPhone cover, you know, you, you can sell 100,000 of them. Yeah. Uh, but you have something that, you know, is a little bit a little bit more on the on the artistic side. And even if the price point's 50, 60 bucks, you know, that's not something that a lot of people are willing to spend right now uh, just on home decor. So we really have to go out and show people that they can't live without our product. Yeah. So, you know, being a business owner and entrepreneur, can you talk a little bit about the difference between like how much of your business do you think relies on, I know it's kind of hard to put a, va- a dollar figure on it or whatever, but how important are the relationships with your customers versus the quality of your product? Mm, good question. Um, oh man, I would, that's a tough one just cause I would almost have to say both of them are as equal and both of them are probably the two most important things in running a business. Uh-huh. You know, if you have a great, I'll start with this. If you have a great relationship with someone, but you have an awful product, that relationship is not going to be great for very long. <laughs> so okay. if you can establish a relationship with, you know, not just your, not just your buyers, but everyone, I mean, your, your competitors, your buyers, your, your town, your community, you know, that's going to bring along something that doors are going to open to you that you wouldn't normally have, you know, very simply put. If I didn't know Dwayne Perro, I would not know Joe, and I would not be on your podcast today being able to talk about me and our, and our company. So that's a very simple example right now. But on the flip side of it, your product has to be great. I mean, it really does. There's too many people out there. There's too many smart people. Technology is too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, people's learning curves have just you know, been broken in half over the last decade. You know, you can watch a YouTube video and change an engine on a truck that you've never seen before uh, just by watching a YouTube video. Yeah. So I would definitely say that your product has to be great. It has to be better than your competitors. And if it's not, then it has to be equal. It can't be less at all. And then your relationships, they have to be better than anyone else's as well. You know, you have to, you know, we've had customers that we've shipped them a product that maybe something something happened during shipping. That's fine. You keep that product. You give it away. If it's even if it's okay, you give it to someone for Christmas, and we're going to ship you another one free of charge, no questions asked. If anything happens, you know, you call us. We'll answer personally. You know, we write those handwritten letters, like I said earlier, to each and every customer, telling you thank you. You know, because word of mouth is how we will be successful, Joe. You know, at the end of the day, social media, internet, all that's awesome, but word of mouth is how people hear about you, and that's how people. I guess get attached to you because if they yeah. say, if they've got somebody that they, you know, they really respect and they like tells you about their company or about your company, they take that as if they already had the experience. Well, I met you through Miss Tammy and Miss Tammy, I love her to death. And if she speaks highly of you, then I, then I trust you. And, you know, maybe that's just a lot of being in the South, but that's, that's how it is. And you, you do right by people. And at the end of the day, people do right by you. Yeah. You're right. You got to have a good product, but I think there's this false sense of reality out there that 
if you have a great product, it'll automatically sell itself. And that's not obviously not that's obviously not true. It's those relationships oh, yeah. and and how you treat your customers that really gives you the ability to grow. And you might be able to sell it short term, you know. Mm-hmm. It might it might work it might work for a couple of years. I mean, and that's just reality. You look around and there's a lot of people that are mean people that are very wealthy and running businesses, you know, and hiring people and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's I would <laughs> my morals and my values and the way I was raised is that's how I am, period. And I feel like if you transition that to your business, whenever I do have employees and we have people working up under us, we transition that to them. They transition that to their families. And it's just kind of like a domino effect of do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it's good to hear you say that. I I mean, I figured that's probably what you would say, but I really wanted to hear your perspective on that because not only networking your way into certain businesses or networking your way into a job, but uh, fostering those relationships with your customers and and you know truly valuing your your customers uh, like you guys do, especially the handwritten notes. I mean, you know, I hope you're able to keep that up for a while. You know, if you start selling thousands in a day. <laughs> well, hey, we'll we'll write them. I got that idea from uh, Sal Frasella. He runs. He's the president of First Form, which is a supplement company, and he has employees. And they stay extra for about 10 or 15 minutes some days. And they come in on Saturdays for a couple hours, maybe. And all they do is just sit down and write handwritten letters. And, you know, that just blew my mind. And that's something that me and all of my, both, both my partners were like, we're, we're doing that. And sometimes we run around and we're like, where's the note card? Where's the pen? We forgot to write a letter. We got to hurry up, write a letter, get in the box. (laughs) But that's still, (laughs) that's still in the back of our minds. Like it does not go out the door. Yeah. Unless we, we said thank you. You know, that's really cool. And I, I've heard of people doing that before and I've seen it, you know, and I'm, just, I'm thinking, yeah, it's cool. It's like, oh, yeah, the customers must really like it. But I, yeah, I just had a thought. Like, what does that do for your psyche actually writing a handwritten letter to an individual? I mean, it's got, it probably has a lot of value to you guys too. Yeah, I haven't thought about it that way. It does. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, all of us as human beings, we're selfish and we do things for selfish reasons. Yeah. You know, I would definitely say that that does make me feel good. It humanizes, you know, your products, you know. Definitely. Well, and I want these people to know, like, just if if we were face-to-face to to them, you know, I'm going to shake your hand and tell you thank you for your purchase and thank you for your support and tell your friends about us, you know, and that's what we pretty much do with our handwritten letters is if you, you know, because we try to ship stuff out. If it's ordered online, and it's not a custom product, you're probably getting your product within, unless UPS messes something up, I would say at least, at least two days, three days after you hit the pay button, it, it's going to be at your house. It's probably going to ship out of our shop that day, no matter the time frame. If it's eight, nine o'clock at night, you know, we've still been here and we'll box it up and have it ready first thing in the morning. <laughs> so you get, you get your product super fast and then, you know, just have a little thank you note in there waiting on you. And, you know, it, it makes us feel good, but at the same time, we are truly thankful and grateful for every single person that that does purchase something they're helping us fulfill our dream and you know our dreams are much bigger than just making money and and creating steel you know we've got things behind this and this is our this is our passion and hopefully our avenue to accomplish a lot of things that you know will hopefully change the world and and, and make a huge impact yeah you know i've got a lot of dreams and aspirations of things that i'm going to do in the veteran community you know just Everything from helping the homeless to helping our soldiers as soon as they come back from uh, 
from deployments, uh, offering stuff to older retired veterans. You know, that's, this is my avenue to do this. And, you know, people can say all the time, money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, that's, that's a crock. Money can't buy you happiness. Money can help other people be happy. Money makes a lot of an impact if you use it right. And that's, that's our goal here. We're going to do everything we can to make a ton of money to make a ton of impact. And we'll all three settle right here in the houses that we already have right here in Decatur, Alabama and do it all from right here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey Blake, we're, we're about out of time here. I do want to give you the last word. You've already mentioned, uh, go riverside is, is your website. If you want to check that out. Yeah, you can, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram just at, uh, Riverside designs. And then, uh, my Instagram handle is just Blake mask. M-A-S-K-E on the end. And uh, I do some behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, daily stuff that we do here in the shop, kind of show the processes, so you can kind of follow me doing that. And, uh, yeah, definitely definitely check our products out. And if we can do anything for you, a custom sign logo, you know, we're here to do that. Shoot us an email. Our emails are on the website. And, you know, also I'll leave here or I'll leave saying this. If you've got any organizations, veteran organizations, that need any help raising some money, uh, you've got giveaways, contests, raffles, send me an email. I have and I will always uh, support causes that help other people make money to support their causes. So however I can help, I will do anything I can. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. All right. That's awesome. All right, Blake. Well, thanks. I look forward to your future success. Send me some updates once in a while uh, when you reach those great milestones. I love hearing about that. I will, Joe, and if you will, uh, email me your uh, your address, either a business or a home, and I'll ship you one of our flags. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. I'll do that. All right. Well, these two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>